Oh, what a day. Uh, hopefully we'll be getting some uh, much-needed rain later on this evening. Uh, at least it's in the forecast, and it looks like it's not going to be hit or miss like uh, the last storms were. I mean, granted, that last round of rain that came through, some people got dumped on. I've heard of people having over an inch of rain, and some people didn't get diddly squat, and I fall in that second group. Uh, we had no rain whatsoever in uh, northern Alaska, and, uh, I mean, everything is just browning up and looking dead. Trees are starting to wilt. We've got a maple tree in our yard that's, uh, <laughs> the leaves are really looking very sad. Our Forsythia bush is just drooping. Uh, so, yeah, we can use some of that rain. Uh, and I figured that's what, uh, we'd talk about today. Uh, you know, uh, with water prices, uh, what they are, a lot of people are opting not to water. And, but the temperatures are climbing. We haven't had the, uh, you know, rains that we normally get in the springtime. So uh, a lot of people, they're just saying the heck with it and letting their lawns go uh, brown. And is this necessarily a bad thing? Uh, there is good and bad to both sides of, you know, watering your lawn during a drought or allowing it to go dormant. And I figure we talk about that a little bit today. But as always, if you've got a question about anything that's green or growing, uh, go ahead and give me a call. The number down here at Wisdom is 608-785-7914. And uh, you can shoot me a text on that number, too. You get right on through. Uh, we had somebody uh, calling in, but they seem to have stopped. So uh, go ahead and uh, give it a shot. And, again, our number is 608-785-7914. And in periods of drought, like I said, the uh, lawns are going to go into a state of dormancy. And that's basically like they go to sleep like they do in the fall. But we're going to put that on hold for one second because we got one caller coming in. So we're going to jump over to the phone lines. And good morning. You're on the Plant Doctor Show. Who's this? Hi, this is Karen. Hi, Karen. How are you? I'm just fine, thank you. Um, I, what I want to know about is um, I think it was a morning glory that I, I grew or planted, and it's taking over on my nine bark uh, uh, all the uh, plants. And mm-hmm. is that... And it's it's got green vines all over now. Do you think that's hurting that nine bark bush? Yes, it will. Uh, oh. Any vine climbing up a bush or a tree can hurt it, because okay. what they will do, and not so much the annuals like morning glories, because you know they grow, uh, they die, and they come back from seed the next year. But right. any type of an annual vine. Uh, or perennial vine, rather, or uh, woody uh, shrub, will climb up a tree, and those vines live, and they get tighter and tighter around the tree, and they will eventually start to strangle it, believe it or not. Oh. The same way as you would if, uh, you know, you cut all the bark going around the tree. Yep. The, the vine will do the exact same thing. Okay. Well, I wondered, because it's really getting to be kind of a lot, so I better start pulling them off. Yeah. <laughs> It's not uh, a bad idea. They kind of look pretty, you know, once in a while, just little vines. They look so healthy and stuff, but 
I don't want to lose the Very the true. Right. Okay. Thank you very much. You're quite welcome, Karen. That was a great question. Thanks for the call. You're welcome. Bye-bye. And yet, uh, like I said, Morning Glory is their annual. So, you know, they're going to die back each year and the vines themselves will rot and fall off. But uh, any perennial uh, type vine, uh, I would definitely not allow to climb up a tree. Uh, but back to the main uh, topic for the day, and that is this weather we've been having, uh, or lack of weather, the rain, lack of rain. And like I was saying, and the lawns go into dormancy, they simply go into sleep, uh, like they do in the fall for going, you know, going over the uh, winter time. But uh, when they'll stay brown until they get some water, and then they'll come back uh, to life again. But there's a lot of questions with that. You know, uh, water is vital to a healthy lawn, of course. But uh, when it goes into drought, it's Mother Nature's, you know, uh, mechanism for coping with that. But at the same time, it's at the mercy of a lot of other factors. And, you know, under the perfect conditions, your lawn can survive for two or three months without any water whatsoever. It will just go to sleep and stay asleep and, uh, you know, wake up when the rains hit. Or, you know, it gets starts getting watered again. But perfect conditions are very rare in this area. Number one, if you happen to step on it when it's that brown and crunchy, you're going to kill those spots that you step on. Uh, you're breaking the uh, plant. That crunch that you're hearing is you're tearing up the uh, top of the plant, the crown of it. And that will, you know, kill the plant itself. Same thing as cutting off the top of a tree. Uh, other things that can happen when your lawn is dormant. And, you know, if it's sleeping, there's a lot of things that will uh, not bother it. But there's still some things that will. Uh, there's a number of fungal diseases that will attack the uh, lawns uh, during a state of dormancy. And a lot of your uh, fungal diseases do thrive on the growing grass, you know, the green grass. But uh, there are a few out there that will attack a lawn even if it's gone dormant. And in the case of that happening, you know, if your lawn can grow through a disease attack, it just keeps pushing out new growth until, you know, the disease is taken care of and, uh, you know, Mother Nature changes the weather patterns or whatever that caused it to happen. And then it's good to go. But if it's dormant, it's just going to lie there and take it and it's not going to be able to push through, and it's eventually going to get down to the crown of the plant and wind up killing it. So, uh, you know, there's that. There's other things like chinch bug, which can get down there and do a lot of damage at that point. Uh, grubs can come in and uh, do some serious damage to the roots while your lawn is uh, dormant. Well, they'll do damage to your plant even if the lawn isn't dormant. But in all these cases, uh, it's best for the lawn to be, you know, thriving, living. If you've got, you know, good conditions where you can keep traffic off your lawn and you know, your lawn's cut to the proper height so you don't really have to worry about that much uh, with diseases and you don't have any history of it, 
no history of insect uh, issues. If you want to let it go to sleep for a while during the summer, fine and dandy, go for it. But if not, you might want to give it some water because it's a lot cheaper, even with the rising water prices, it's a lot cheaper to water your lawn as opposed to reseeding your lawn and uh, growing a whole brand new one. So uh, I figure we'd give some tips on making the most out of, you know, every precious drop of water that we could put on the lawn. And the first thing uh, that needs to be mentioned is when is the best time to water? And this goes against uh, apparent logic. Contrary to popular belief, it's actually better to water your lawn during the morning hours or even during the middle of the day. Uh, than to do so, so in the late afternoon or evening. Now, lawns do not utilize the moisture at night. They need uh, the sunlight and the heat of the day to be able to draw the water into the plant. Uh, that moisture is just going to lie there stagnant, and it creates the uh, breeding ground for diseases. So uh, watering at night is actually going to wind up doing more damage than good. I know the logic, and it seems like it's good logic, is, hey, the sun's not out there, so it's not going to evaporate as quickly, and I'll give the lawn a chance to uh, soak it up more. Not true. Uh, watering during the uh, morning or the daytime is best. Now, during the morning, uh, you give it a good soaking, and uh, you're good to go for a couple of days. Watering at midday, you can cause problems. There's a big old wives' tale going around that you can't water during the afternoon because if you do, you're going to burn your lawn. And there's a little bit of truth to that. And that truth uh, comes from that a lot of people will go out and, you know, with a hose and just spritz their lawn. You know, they'll have it on a fan or cone-shaped uh, spray pattern, and they go out and spray it across the lawn. Yeah, the lawn's wet. Okay, we're good to go for right now. That's not doing any good for your lawn. That water's going to evaporate off the uh, grass long before it gets down into the soil and comes up into the plant and does any good. But when that water's evaporating off the grass blades, that water beads up, and it acts as a little tiny magnifying glass to the sunlight that's coming in, and it will actually burn the lawn. So a light spritzing is not good. What you need to do is go out there and give it a really good soaking. And a really good soaking will, uh, you're not going to get that, uh, it's going to get the entire blade wet. So it's not going to be a little beads of water on the uh, blades, number one. And number two, as the water evaporates from the top of the layer of the soil, it actually creates an air conditioning effect. Same way as if uh, you stuck your finger in your mouth and wet it and held it up to the wind. You know how it gets cold? Well, the same thing happens to your lawn. And as that water evaporates, it cools down the lawn and creates a much more uh, acclimable uh, environment for it to uh, grow in. So uh, midday watering is good as long as you give it a really good soaking. Okay, uh, we're going to... Take a little bit of a break here, take care of a little bit of business, but we'll be right back with the Plant Doctor Show in just a minute. If you got a question about, uh, you know, this topic, uh, lawns and watering, please go ahead and give me a call, but it could be about anything, too. Uh, your lawn, garden, trees, shrubs, houseplants, whatever. 
Number down here at Wisdom is 608-785-7914 for any plant or garden questions. And we will be right back. But uh, today on the Plant Doctor Show, we are talking about the drought that we're in and how it's affecting our lawns. And uh, if we have time, we'll get to talking about plants and, uh, you know, some of the other things outside, too. But as always, if you've got a question about anything that's green or growing, it does not have to pertain to the uh, topic of the day. Please go ahead and give me a call or shoot me a text. The number down here at Wisdom is 608-785-7914. And one thing not plant-related, well, I guess it's kind of plant-related. Coffee's a plant. But uh, Terry found a brand new, or I don't know how brand new it is or not, but a it is new for us a new uh, brand of coffee. And if you listen to this show uh, for a while, you will learn that I am a coffee snob. And it takes a lot for me to give a uh, product uh, my endorsement, but this stuff here is seriously good coffee. And it's called Raven's Brew Coffee. Uh, The type that we tried is called Double Dead and I believe she got it over at Woodman's. And, I mean, this stuff is good coffee. Uh, about It's only equal that I've had of a commercially sold coffee would be uh, the Death Wish, and it looks very similar to that, too. Uh, they both come in black bags. Uh, but the good thing about this uh, Raven's Brew coffee is it's like $10 cheaper than the Death Wish is. So uh, if you drink as much coffee as I do, hey, uh, $10 cheaper is a really good thing. But I'll go ahead and uh, throw a picture of that up, too, on the Plant Doctor uh, Facebook page, just in case you wanted to see what it looks like or whatever. But, yeah, I highly recommend this stuff. Put a smile on my face with the first sip this morning. But uh, today we are talking about uh, keeping our lawns alive uh, whether it's in a dormant stage or whether, uh, you know, we're going to be watering it during the uh, drought and, uh, you know, keeping it as healthy as possible. Now, if you are going to water, a mature, healthy lawn needs an average, about an inch and a half of water a week. Now, that needs to be broken up over, uh, you know, uh, you know, the week itself. You don't want to give it an inch and a half on Monday and not water again until the following Monday because in Wisconsin, you can have one sunny day, one sunny, windy day, and that's going to zap every bit of moisture out of the ground. So you want to split it up, and you want to water about every other day at but uh, at least every other day, you can go out to every three days, if you wish, and just break it up. And, you know, in sometimes, you know, a super hot weather or very windy hot weather, you can go up to three inches of water a week, and it's not going to hurt anything. Now, nobody has the same water pressure. So uh, one of the most popular questions is, how long should I water for? I can't answer that uh, because everybody's water pressure differs. And actually, even the time of the day and the day of the week makes it differ as well. So what you need to do is 
go outside and set up your sprinkler uh, or turn on your irrigation uh, system and set some coffee cans out and around your yard or, you know, soup cans or whatever. Let the sprinkler run for 10 minutes and go out and measure the water that you have in the cans. And you need to do it in various areas, too, uh, just to make sure that you get, you know, a good average. And, uh, you know, adjust your uh, time for watering, you know, uh, according to that. Uh, if 10 minutes isn't enough, you know, give it 20 and go out and measure it. And, uh, you know, that way there you have a better idea of how long you need to keep those sprinklers going for. But we've got a call coming in, and it's almost time for the break. So, uh, actually, it is time for the break. Hopefully, they'll wait for uh, to come back. Uh, after a little bit of news and uh, just a couple of uh, commercials, so we'll be right back after this. Uh, stick a brick in the tank, and you're just you're using that much less water. But, uh, okay, let's go back uh, over here to the phone lines. We have one caller coming in uh, right at the end of that uh, segment, so uh, we don't want to keep her waiting any longer, but we also have two open ones, too, and no text at 608-785-7914. Good morning. You're on the Plant Doctor Show. Who is this? Hello? Hello? Are you there? I hear something. Wow, I actually hear birds. Okay. Well, hopefully they give the phone call back. Uh, not going to keep waiting for them. But uh, in a drought situation... Uh, some people will go out and water periodically, uh, you know, basically when you feel like it. Uh, they think that they're doing, you know, good. Okay, I'm going to keep the lawn semi-alive. And, uh, you know, that will help it along. And I can kind of see the logic in there, but again, that's false logic. Uh, if watering your lawn, you know... Once every uh, three days, uh, every two to three days is not an option. Uh, don't do it periodically. That's worse because you're waking it up and allowing it to go back to dormancy. Waking it up and allowing it to go back into dormancy. And that's going to wind up, you know, weakening the heck out of your lawn. Just picture, you know, you're trying to uh, get a good night's sleep, and that good night's sleep's know strengthens your body but uh if uh, you've got a little baby that's uh waking up every couple of hours and you know <laughs> waking you up uh you get up the next morning you're feeling like crap uh, because you know you didn't get a good steady night's sleep same thing's going to happen to a lawn and it's going to weaken it and uh, make it a lot more susceptible to uh, diseases and, uh, you know, insect damage. Now, another big thing that happens in this area is periodic rains. Uh, now, say you're watering your lawn, and uh, on Monday we get a 7-inch uh, rainstorm. Well, your lawn only needs, you know, an inch and a half to three inches of water a week. So a 7-inch rainstorm, hey, I don't have to water for a couple of weeks. So you turn your water off to save some money. doesn't work that way, folks. Uh, like I said before, the winds and the heat out here in the sun will dry up the surface of the soil really quick. I've seen, 
you know, uh, big rainstorms uh, come uh, rolling through and dump inches of water, and you go out and you stick a shovel on the ground, and you only go down like an inch and a half, two inches before you uh, hit dry dirt. And the reason for that is the dirt gets, uh, everybody's seen it. You go to water a plant that's really dry, and the water just balls up like it would on a freshly waxed car. That's uh, called the soils going hydrophobic. It uh, repels water. And if yeah, you know, a good long slow soaking rain, where you only get say a half to three quarters of an inch, is going to do a lot more good than one of these out of the blue summer downpours where it dumps many inches of rain. Because if that's the case and the soil's hydrophobic, that water just rolls right off the surface. Uh, rolls right off the surface and winds up in the streams, down to the rivers, and eventually makes it to the ocean. Uh, it's not going to soak into your lawn where it's needed, where if you give it a nice, easy soaking rain, you know, over uh, a few hours, that's going to do a lot more good. Now, even if we do get a nice soaking rain and it drops down an inch of water, don't change your watering schedule. Uh, especially if uh, the weather that follows is bright and sunny and breezy at all. Because, uh, like I said, that water is going to evaporate. Most of the people around this area have really sandy soils. So the water goes right through it anyhow. But, you know, the, it's either going to go down and out or up and out. But it's not going to hang around for a long time. Now, the other thing that you've got to keep in mind, too, with the uh, weather. And it can be very uh, hot, and your lawn's not going to, going to evaporate at all. And this is where most people get into trouble. If the uh, weather is very humid, you know, we've got those really high dew points, and it doesn't change, and you're out there watering your lawn, your lawn's not going to be taking in as much water because the air is humid. Uh, it's got moisture that's available for the grass to take in through, uh, you know, the leaves itself, so it's not going to be drinking as much water. Soil's not going to be able to evaporate because the air's so, uh, you know, moisture-rich at that point. And the moisture is just going to lie there on the top layer of the lawn and act as a breeding ground for diseases and insects. So if we're in real, a really humid stretch, that's when the real, you've got to be careful. And about the best thing to do is go out and check to see how much water is, you know, how much moisture is in your lawn. And I recommend doing the same uh, thing that I do with uh, houseplants or out in your, uh, you know, gardens. And that is stick your fingers down to the soil. Okay, number one, if the soil is too hard to stick your fingers down into it, it needs water. That's just simple, flat out. But uh, if, you know, you, you can stick your fingers down into the soil and you pinch, the, pinch them together and bring up some soil. And do this from about, oh, an inch to an inch and a half into the uh, ground. When you release your fingers, if that soil retains its shape, it's got enough moisture. You know, like uh, clay would. Uh, you know, stays uh, stuck together. Uh, if when you release your fingers and it crumbles and falls apart immediately, 
hey, it's time to water it. And uh, you know, that way there, you're given a decent amount of water. You're not going to be overwatering. Uh, but at that point, you don't want to go by a schedule. You want to be checking the lawn out to see what its actual needs are. During normal times, uh, you know, regular summer days, you can stick to a schedule. But if we go into one of those hot, humid periods uh, like we did a couple of years ago, that's when you definitely want to change it out. Okay, now there are some uh, things out there that will mimic uh, a dry lawn, too, and I figured we'd talk about that. Uh, a lot of people look out at a brown area in the lawn and say, hey, I've got water damage, and just go out there and start soaking the area. And it doesn't get any better, and it just keeps on getting worse. And there's actually a reason behind that, because it's not the lack of water that's doing the damage. It's an insect, or uh, there's a couple of them out there that will actually do this to it, that uh, make it look bad. And one of them is called a sod webworm. And sod webworms are hard to uh, see because they live down inside the thatch layer. Now, the adult moths will fly around in late June and again in mid-August, uh, you'll see these little critters when you're out mowing the lawn. And it's not uncommon to have one or two of these things, the little white moths, flying in front of your lawnmower at any given time when you're out there doing your lawn. Because these critters are present in just about every lawn there is. But if you see more than three at a time, that's when you need to start worrying. And the sod webworms will... Uh, attack your lawn, and they will make it appear like it's dying from uh, drought stress when they're actually the ones doing the damage to it. Well, we got a caller coming in, so let's go ahead and jump back to the lines and two open ones, too, at 608-785-7914. Good morning. You're on Plant Doctor Show. Who is this? Uh, this is Joan. I have a question about my clematis. Okay. Um. Uh, for some reason, one of the plants, I have about three, four plants along a trellis by the shed in their yard, and mm -hmm. one is blooming and the others just don't do anything. Mm. And has this been going on for a while? or No, last year it bloomed. And it bloomed at the same time as the other plant? Yeah. Okay. Hmm. And how close together are they planted? Well, pretty close. I'd say it's about a, oh, maybe six, eight-foot trellis. Okay. And uh, let's see. So they're pretty much getting the same amount of sunlight, right? Oh, definitely, yeah. Okay. Uh, same amount of moisture? Yeah. Okay. Are you sure of that? Are you watering them by hand, or uh, is it a uh, sprinkler system? We water them by hand. Okay. Uh, because a lot of times people think uh, with the sprinkler system that every area in, under the uh, lawn is getting the same amount of water, and that could be right. as far from the truth as you can get. Okay, uh, let's see. What are some other things that could be going on? Uh, it is possible that somebody stepped on the plant, be it a person or uh, a critter of some sort, when it was first starting to come up. And that will actually delay the bloom. Uh, you see oh. this a lot of the times in bulbs. 
because, you know, bulbs are coming up, uh, you know, first thing in the uh, spring. Uh, you're out there walking around your lawn without thinking about it, and you step on top of a tulip or a uh, daffodil. Yeah. Because it's emerging, and that will uh, stop the bloom. Actually, it'll stop the bloom for that entire season. Well, we have a brick wall around it, so. So that's not the case. No. Hmm. Okay, the plot thickens. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that... the plant itself is, is just beautiful. Okay. Very lush and thick, but just don't get any blooms on it. Okay. Uh, have you fertilized? Yep. And what are you using for fertilizer? Oh, oh God. You don't have to give me a brand, but uh, if you know the numbers on it, that would be good. Uh, I don't know. I, I have no idea. Is I'd it have a, to go out in the grass. water-soluble? You know, like a miracle Grow It's miracle stuff? Grow. Okay. I know that. Okay, so I'm assuming you're giving them both about the same amount. Uh, yeah. Is it, have you been given the other one a little bit more? Since it hasn't been uh, blooming? No, I haven't. Okay, good, good. Because sometimes that can be actually worse for it. Oh, okay. Uh, hmm, what else could be going on there? Uh, it did fine in uh, past years. Yes. Hmm, this is a tough question. Yeah, I mean, the plant, it just looks great, but it just doesn't want to flower. Okay, what I think you should try doing, it sounds, and I'm guessing at this one because uh, I'm going through all the possible causes and nothing's really ringing true. It might be a micronutrient deficiency in that one area. And your one plant has an abundance of it where the other plant does not. miracle Grow is uh, usually comprised of the uh, three main elements, uh, nitrogen, phosphorus, and uh, potassium, uh, potash, uh, where you might need a fertilizer that has micronutrients in it. And, micronutrients. Mm -hmm, okay. And there's a whole, I can't even begin to uh, name them, uh, magnesium, calcium, uh, you name it, any of these things in very, very small amounts can have a big effect on a plant. Okay. So what I would do is try uh, finding a fertilizer with uh, micronutrients as opposed to miracle Grow, And that's nothing against miracle Grow. I've got a box of it outside that I'm using right now. Uh, yeah. That's, that or Peter's is my go-to. But uh, uh, when you come in time of need, sometimes you need that other stuff. And I would give that a shot. But okay. Otherwise, I'd have to get out there and see it. If it's growing well, you know, it's got a nice uh, foliage to it and everything else, I don't see any reason why it shouldn't be blooming. Yeah. Well, it just doesn't have... I mean, it's a lot of plant, but very few buds on it. Hmm. Okay. Well, do me a favor. Give that a try and let me know how it works. We'll do that. Thank you. Thank you, Joan, for the call, and you have a great day. You bet. Bye-bye. Okay, we've got one more call coming in, but we're going to have to take a break and take care of a little bit of business and some weather, but we'll be right back here at 1410 WYZM in just a minute. But we've got a few minutes left uh, to show, uh, more than enough time for a question or two. Uh, we've got one caller calling in, so we're going to go ahead and jump over to the uh, phone lines. But if you have a question, go ahead and give me a call, shoot me a text. number down here at WISM is 608-785-7914. 
Good morning. You're on the Plant Doctor Show. Who's this? This is Gary. Hey, Gary. How's it going? Okay. I got a question on some dahlias. Dahlia, okay. Yeah, we had three, like in a whiskey barrel, you know, a plastic whiskey barrel planter. Mm-hmm. And you know, a couple of weeks, about a month ago maybe, one got all shriveled up and they died, like. Okay. But the other two were really healthy. And then yesterday, the second one got all shriveled up, the leaves. Hmm. So I don't know what, you know. Did this but, happen quickly or? Pardon? Did the damage to the plant happen very quickly? Yeah, like helping overnight, you know. Overnight, yeah. okay. But the other, the, the, the third one is still healthy, you know. Hmm, but, and it's dahlias, huh? Right. Okay. Vera, X, XL Veracruz is what the sticker says on it. Okay, and they're all grown. How far apart are they in the planter? Uh, they're relatively, maybe like three or four inches apart, you know. Okay. Is that close? Uh, no, that should be fine. And actually, it's okay if they're butted right up against each other, yeah, too. They're, you know, they're fairly close in there, yeah. I'm just trying to figure out what the problem may be. And so they're all getting more or less the same amount of moisture. Yeah. Uh, one died. And how long ago was that? A month? Well, the first one, probably three weeks ago or so, yeah. Uh, three weeks yeah. in between, okay. Yeah, and then just like yesterday, yesterday afternoon or even morning, it kind of looked drought, you know, shrivelly, so we watered it again, you know. And but now it, it looks just, dead, huh? Yeah, the leaves, you know, are just limp. But it's got some, like, you know, where the blossom comes up on the stem. Mm -hmm. It's got some blossoms on that yet, you know. Okay. Uh, what I would do is look at the base of the plant. And see if anything's eating away at uh, the base of the plant. You might have something. Uh, there's a couple of critters that will do it, army worms or cut worms. And so this is, you know, this is all from, like, uh, miracle Grow top, you know, potting soil in the, in the planter, so. Yeah, it doesn't make any difference. Uh, they can actually get up into the planter. Uh, they come in uh, by way of moths uh, laying their eggs, and they can hatch and get going. So I would still check for that. They're more common out in the soil, uh, but you can get them in a planter. And it sounds like it's something insect uh, that affected one plant than the other. Uh, yeah, it's like, you know, it's, just, it's weird that it didn't take them all at the same time. That's what's uh, Yeah, weird. but it could not. It might just be that it's not that big of a uh, population there either. Yeah. Uh, the... Uh, I'm trying to think of what else it could be, because they're well, close together well, of mechanical would reasons. Would overwatering be do it or not? I don't and think so. If they're all in the same planter, I doubt it. Yeah. Uh, they were all planted at the same time? Yes. Uh, do you have anything? What's the planter made out of? It's plastic. You plastic, plastic, okay. Whiskey barrel-like. Okay. Know. I just wanted to make sure it wasn't uh, something like uh, creosote-treated wood. No, and, and it drains through, you know, you see when you water it, you can see it dripping out the bottom. So. Okay. Uh, is it possible somebody poured something into the uh, soil that's slowly leaching away? Uh, I don't know. Uh, you know, it took out one plant now while uh, with, you know, the watering, it's starting to reach the other plant. Uh, that is a possibility in my mind. Uh, 
like I said, an insect is a possibility. Uh, disease will generally hit pretty equally, uh, especially if it's all in the same planter. Uh, unless, you know, like one's totally out in the sun and another section stays shady or something like that. Oh, it's all, it's all you know, by our garage, which gets sun um, almost all day long, so. Yeah, uh, that's a hard one. Uh, my guess is it's going to be either insect or chemical right. that's doing the damage uh, in the way that you're saying, that, you know, it's happening. Uh, without being able to examine it, I could not tell for uh, certain. But if you want to take some pictures of it, and uh, you can post them to uh, the Plant Doc Facebook account, which is the Plant Doctor of Lacrosse. And so if it's take a insects, look what would you do? What put would, on there? It would depend on the type of insect. Uh, generally, I would uh, say, well, for an insect, you're going to have to treat it with a contact uh, to begin with uh, to kill it immediately. And then you can treat the plant with uh, something like merit, which will make it inedible to the insects, which will keep them from eating it in the future. But uh, merit will not kill the insects uh, quickly. It takes a couple of weeks, actually, for it to become effective. So would that seven work on it? Seven, seven would be an excellent one. Yeah, okay. Okay. All right. All okay, right, I wish you. I could give you a more definitive answer, but it's kind of hard with uh, that. It's kind of... I'd be really interested to find out what it is that's causing it, to be honest with you. Okay. Okay, well, good luck with that, and uh, let me know. All right, thank you. You take care. Yeah, bye. Bye-bye. And yet, uh, that doesn't make that much sense for it to be happening in a planter uh, every couple of weeks, having uh, plants starting to die out. 